Welcome back to another GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast, where we are uncut, unfiltered, and uncensored. Enjoy. Uh, so I have a fucking special guest on today. Uh, all name, he used to fucking uh, sell drugs back in America. Back in America, yeah. Ran like a trap house and shit. Uh, like, tell me, like, just the process of how the fuck do you even start that? Like, well, for me, it started when, when I was in high school, I wasn't like the popular kid. My family didn't have the most money. So it's like, I wanted to get a little popular. I wanted to make a little money. And one of my friends introduced me to selling drugs. He was selling weed at the time. He was also like selling a little bit of other things, but mostly weed. So he got me into the game and it was good money at first. Like I made like 50, $60 a day, this and that, if I was smart with it, but he was making, he was making most of the money because he was giving me the product, he was giving me the customers, this and that. Yeah, you, and only, then, you only add a bit on in the extra, but it's not that much more, you're right? Yeah, and then slowly I started realizing how I could make more money if I cut him out, and I started going up the ladder, and slowly I just started way, making my way up the ladder, but... It's something I would not recommend for anybody. The drug game, it's it's fucked. It takes a toll on you. You always gotta be cautious. One, it's illegal, so you don't wanna go to jail. And the people you get mixed up with, it's just it's just no good. It's bad. Isn't it just like fucking ruthless, man? Like no one gives a fuck. Cause it's it's good money. It's fucking great money, I think. But I mean, with with a lot of money, like a lot of bullshit comes with it. Yeah, and and, and the reason reason I I have a really weird perspective on it because I've been in it and I've seen what happens and it's like you just meet people and you get to know people that an average person like you or anybody that goes to school or lives a normal life wouldn't know it's like once you make your way up there and you really start start making real money and good money and start getting into the game you start meeting people that are ruthless like they don't give a fuck they'll run in your house for money they'll steal your car they'll fucking just they'll do anything for a quick dollar and it's just the way the streets go and so you said you started with like weed and stuff like, did you progress from that? Because I don't think weed is like the main money producer. When it's it comes not. To it's that. good money. It's good money because people are always going to be smoking weed, and it's something that like they smoke it, they want more, they come back. If you have good shit, repeat customers, this and that, you can give them good prices, and you can make good money, especially if you're buying bulk and you're selling a couple grams, quarters, shit like that. But disclaimer, by the way, I've never sold any drugs. I'm talking first person off. <laughs> Off like experiences I've seen around people I've been with, I've never sold drugs. Disclaimer. Yeah, and we're also not smoking weed at the moment while we're shooting the pot. No disclaimer. illegal activities. I'm a good boy. Go to church and shit, you know. <laughs> and uh, so you fucking started with weed, then you like progress into like. Yeah. What is so, the next thing? What is the so next thing? It's it's like once you once you meet people that smoke weed and do drugs, you just like. More people, people know people and people start asking, oh, do you have this? Do you have that? And like once it's like, sure, I didn't have other things like, for example, pills and fucking mushrooms and shit like that. But once I heard like what they were asking for, what they were willing to pay, I knew I could get it cheaper and I knew I could make quick, good money. And it was just, I didn't think anything of it. I went and bought it and started selling it just moved up from there. Fuck yeah. Because like, is the next thing like Molly and shit? I'm like, oh, I don't think... E and Molly's pretty up there, so the way I would say it's like weed and then psychedelics and then pills and then after comes harder shit like E and shit like that and then obviously goes to cocaine Coke, and, yeah, yeah. and shit like that. Because yeah. like the cocaine is where you actually print money. The, oh. the cocaine is fucked. Like 
I, I, I never, never, ever, I've never been around the Coke game. Like, I've been around it, but I've never been in the Coke game. And when I first, I went out of town to, I went out of town to just move some stuff. And that's where, like, I met people that were doing Coke. And just, they didn't even sell Coke. They were just doing Coke. And they went to go buy an eight ball for, like, $100, $200. And if you, I don't know if you've ever done Coke or if you know about Coke, it's like cocaine does something to you, man. Like, that shit, if you don't have money... You would kill to get that shit. Like it's fucked. If you're addicted to cocaine, it's it's a fucking game changer. Like we were in the car, they had two hundred dollars. They were talking about they were talking about robbing the guy just so they could get free coke and buy more coke with that money because like they were addicted to coke and shit. And it's like you just if if you sell cocaine or you have cocaine, you can't move without weapons because they will fuck you. They, they will, will fuck you. They will fuck you. Yeah, yeah. That may, that actually makes sense. But like I also heard like. I don't know, I think I watched a documentary or something about like Coke. And it's like the deal like the dealers that like sell it, they not make the main money. The main money comes from like the motherfuckers in Colombia and shit. You know, your Pablo Escobar's bullshit. Like these guys actually make the money yeah. and then they sell it to you for fuck them. But the market is just so good that you always make cash. Yeah, and that's why the Coke game is really fucked, because Yes, the people who manufacture it in Colombia and Mexico and shit like that, yeah, way yeah, down there, yeah. they export it. And like a brick of cocaine for them, it's like twenty dollars for us. Like it's nothing. Like you go to you go to Mexico, like cocaine is just like it's like water there. It's nothing. The pro, the money comes is when you export it because the second cocaine goes over the border, it five times the value. Yeah. Five times the value. And the people that are making the real money are not the people that are receiving the shipments. The people that make the real, real, real money, other than the people who manufacture it and ship it, are the people who have it in this in America, and then from America they move it down the chain. And from the point when cocaine gets imported into America to the point where it goes up someone's nose, it goes through 20, 40, 50 guys. Wow. And you can you cannot find pure cocaine because dealer one cuts it, he makes double his profit. Dealer two cuts it, he makes double his profit. And then once you have that two-time cut cocaine and they buy it hella expensive, they want to make more money so they cut it again. And when when you there's a there's a test you do, you take the cocaine and you put it on your gums, and it numbs your gums. If you take pure cocaine and you put it on your gums, you don't feel shit. The only reason you feel shit when you put it on your gums and it numbs you is because all the times it's been cut. And people have been cutting with more, like nowadays people are cutting it with fentanyl and shit. I, I heard of the fentanyl crisis in America. It's bad. Because, like, it's literally at the moment, like, throwing a dice or throw, fucking flipping a coin in the air. Heads is you you have a fucking great night because you have coke. Tails is you die because you overdosed on fentanyl. Yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah. But, so you say that is way high up in the game. But, like, psychedelics and shit, surely that's... Psychedelics? I, 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 I personally, I don't do cocaine. I don't do ecstasy. I sure I've done Xanax pills and shit like that, but... For me, psychedelics is sacred. I personally don't put psychedelics in the category as drugs because, psych- sure, you could do LSD but, at a festival and but, shit. And but for sake, like, drug is such an umbrella term. Like, I'm really pissed off in it. Like, because drug, fucking caffeine is drug, man. Yeah. You fucking ibuprofen, caffeine, oh, fucking nicotine, everything. And then alcohol also, that is highly distributed. But, like, I mean, so give someone fucking fuck. Three grams of mushrooms and give someone a bag of coke. Like, which is worse? 
Uh, it's honestly, it's about use and abuse. Because, <coughs> as I was saying, you could go to the festival and do LSD. I think that's abusing it because, personally, for me, LSD and mushrooms and psychedelics, truffles, shit like that, DMT, it's a spiritual thing. It's not something you would do like cocaine or ecstasy or weed to have fun with your friends, to go party, this and that. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. Like, me, I've done mushrooms a handful of times and never was it in a party situation or something like that or just go chill with friends. It's like, I'd go out into nature and have, like, one-on-one with nature and God. Yeah. It really connects you with everything. Yeah, it's fucking great. But, I mean, do you know who Shambhala? No. It's like a festival in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much just, like, a ranch that someone has. And a fuck ton of people just flood their yearly. It's like music festival, fucking trans, psych trans, Mm -hmm. cycle bullshit. And these guys, everyone there just trips balls. Like, that... That sounds fun as fuck, though. Like, personally, because, like, surely, firstly, you're in nature. Secondly, you're not the only high fucker in that place, man. You're not the only high person there. So, like, I mean, surely it, it must be a bit nice. I don't know. I personally, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done psychedelics a lot, but I've never done psychedelics with somebody or more than one person that's also on psychedelics. I think that's kind of... Maybe not, but I think it's a recipe for disaster because it's like one person on psychedelics. It's like that person's that's insane. When you're on psychedelics, you're gone insane. Like you could, you could. One time I was with my friend and I did psychedelics, and I was just telling him shit, and the shit freaked him out and it scared him to such a point he left. I didn't see him for a couple fucking days. <laughs> he just dumped. Sure. Fucking tripped him the fuck out. <laughs> it was like you spitting too much facts, man. I don't, even, I don't even fucking know what I was saying or doing that, but that guy, ooh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I'm good now. Because <laughs> me and my roommate, we also fucking love tripping on mushrooms, but also in nature. Key nature, mostly, yeah. Fucking mushrooms are made for nature, man. Yeah. Like nature, it is nature. I know, right? You can make fucking with a tree or something. Oh, fucking yeah. see it cry, see it laugh. Not that fucking. I've never experienced that, but like, it should. I don't know. You know, that yeah, should and happen. And it also, it also. The first time I I did mushrooms a lot, but the first time I did LSD, my fucking plug he gave me a tab. I was supposed to cut into four, and he didn't tell me this, so I didn't cut it into four. It was tiny as fuck. Literally, most fucked shit ever. To this day, I'm still tripping on it, and it changed me, and it just, it's fucked. Like, it's also dangerous as fuck. And it's like, that shit can give you brain damage. There's this one story. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. A guy was, he was moving, moving LSD. He was transporting it, I don't know from where to where, but he, he went on a plane. What he did, he took the tabs, and he duct taped it to his body. And he was on the plane, and he got through TSA, everything, no stress. He was on the plane and he started stressing a little bit. What if I waiting? And he sweat. And thousands of fucking tabs, millions of milligrams, melted into his body. When that guy, he... What happened? I don't know the details, but what happened? He... Such a deep trip. To this day, he's fucking mentally insane and some insane was that. He thinks he's a strawberry. True <laughs> <laughs> story. He thinks he's a fucking strawberry. Doesn't do shit, just... I can actually imagine that with all that fucking tabs of acid, man. Yeah, you man. are, you are in a different per- galaxy. Permanent brain damage, too, man. Like, that's fucked. It's fucked. But I mean, like, the first guy that, like, discovered LSD, so it comes from, like, fucking egg bodies. So, like, what happens is 
on like weed. Like back in the days, hella people were tripping on this shit. Like I'm yeah. talking about middle evil times. Cause like if the weed got like too, I don't know, wet, almost like clam, you know what I mean? Uh, it fucking grows a fungus called the agar body. And this fucking guy, I forgot his name. So a quick fact check, it was the chemist Albert Hoffman who first discovered or isolated lysergic acid, LSD, from the air god body in 1938. But he literally just fucked around in the lab one day and then it got on his fingers or something like that. He didn't wear gloves. My guy was tripping balls. Yeah, I think it was like in Switzerland or something, man. That's and then he climbed, because he doesn't know what the fuck this is. So he feels it. he's like, I'm starting to see fucking colors. What, what's going on? Climbs on his bike, fucking drives, like rides back home. Till this day, I think it's called like bicycle day. It is, it's on the 21st. Yeah. Yeah, bicycle day. And yeah, then you ride the route of apparently what he rode yeah. in fucking the first time on the trip, bro. That's fucking Crazy sick. Shit. Crazy shit. And I didn't know, I didn't know about bicycle day till way after I took LSD. And one time I was, I was tripping and I did ride a bike and I swear to God, to this, that's one of my most fond memories I hold close to my heart. When I was on that bike, I was, I, I vividly remember it, it was a 30 minute bike ride home from where I was. It took me three fucking hours to get home on the bike and I went the same route. Uh, I don't know, I really, what I really, really Once wish, you climb up a bike, it's just it's, different it's, fucking it's place, fun. man. It's like... You're like mechanical bike at that point. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you like melt into the bike. Well, bro, I've never taken like that's actually. I I take I double and dabble in my drugs and stuff, mm. and I've never tried acid, and I, that's actually one thing I would love to try. But I don't know the opportunity opportunity hasn't like presented itself. But I've also heard like it's fucked. Like isn't it, it is, like it is fucked? It how is. long? How long is was your trip like? Six any, hours any, anywhere, Six hours, and then really, really started to sober up in 12 hours, and then I still felt the acid inside of me for the next two, three weeks, man. It was fucked. What the and fuck? And I, I, did, I did mushrooms a lot before I did acid for my first time, and I really, they're really similar. They're really similar, because basically you see almost the same shit, you feel almost the same shit. The only difference I, I, I really understood and realized is that it's more... Uh, like you could tell it's not natural like shrooms natural you could tell it's chemicals and like you feel your brain it's like it's fucking little it's like a computer at that point it's like no longer your natural brain it's like it's like affected by machinery and computer and shit like what that. the fuck that's fucking interesting man what the fuck i didn't yeah that, that's a cool perspective but yeah. um i i wanted to get back fucking okay so way back when were you fucking like selling drugs in the trap house and shit like you said it wasn't worth it is it not just like honestly looking back at it it was not worth it like of like you feel when you're when you're on a level like that and when you're doing shit like that you feel like the man you feel like a god a gangster or whatever you're untouchable you're swimming in money you're swimming in bitches you're always on drugs because <laughs> it's just it's how, how long would you stay in like a trap house for example it all depends. Depends on the setting, and just, it depends. But back to what I was saying, it's it's at the end of it for me, it was not worth it because once you're once you're in that game, it's there's no getting out of it. People, there's a really common saying: it's like dead or in jail. And 
Sure, that's true to an extent because that's where it does lead you doing illegal and crime and being in a group like that. But for the people who do got out, I do know a lot of people. It's like you're just no longer the same. You always gotta be cautious. You always will have that reputation. People will look at you and always know you like that and shit. And it just it's it's not worth it. It also really fucks your nerves because you always have to be careful. It's like someone wants to rob you. There's always if you're in the game. There's always always always. Somebody plotting against you always. One type of risk that just—it's just—it's a—it's a—it's a blessing. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. It's Fuck. just always. There's always going to be someone. It's greed. It's always greed. And another thing, the loyalty. Because sure, you could be the smartest person. You could move the smartest. This and that. But you can never trust loyalty around you. Even in the young thug case, young thug would not be in jail if somebody was not disloyal to him. So Young Thug was he's a rapper, right? Yeah. So you got you was in the trap game and then someone snitched. Yeah, Young Thug, I don't know the story exactly, but to my knowledge, just a brief rundown, he was a drug dealer, he became a rapper, and then once he was a rapper, he formed this label that they're calling a gang, which I think really it was a gang, because oh shit. Fucking obviously. And they were still doing crime, murder and shit like that. And people started getting locked up for their own mistakes, whatever. And to get out of their sentences to save their old selves, they started snitching on the people above them because the way America, they see it in America. That's like six nine, isn't it? Yeah, the way they see it in America, yeah. it's like, okay, you committed this crime. If we could lock up somebody for doing a worse crime, we'll let you go. We don't give a fuck. Because their fucking main goal is just the heavier the crime, that's why they want them fucked. Like, that's why six nine, six nine, he did crime, this and that, whatever, he got locked up. And. Police is like, okay, you're a criminal, we can lock you up. But they made a deal. If you could get some more criminals on a higher level locked up, we'll let you go. We don't give a fuck. And that's about it. And I, I mean, what is the sentence for like getting caught with drugs? It, it all depends where you what? are. Because in America where I lived and the part of America where I was, it was illegal that they legalized it and you could carry this much and that much. But it's also, it also, say... The state I lived in, you could have an ounce of weed on you. And you could be grandma, you could be 20, you could be fucking any age, anybody. Police, they're they're like suspicious, whatever, they look through your shit, they found an ounce of weed. As long as it's not over an ounce, they don't give a fuck, they let you go because it's legal. But if you have an ounce on you and you also have scale and a money, that they could then build a case that you're conspiracy... This is, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is fucking dodgy, man. What the yeah. fuck? What are you doing with all this? Exactly. But, like, do the cops just pull up with, like, a measuring thing? <laughs> and then, like, put your weed yeah, on there. Yeah, like, and you pop in the car, they do have a skill, yeah. They <laughs> test kits and everything. Or, or they're just that good that they can see, okay, yeah, that's... I sw- I've seen an ounce. This is like wow, like this. six, seven duffel bags in the car. Fucking in this big bag. <laughs> traveling with bags of weed. No, fuck me. Maybe I I need to fucking start fucking doing that. But weed is like pretty like open in America at the moment. Yeah, yeah. In, in America they even the psychedelics. Yeah, right? I think like uh, Australia or something. Something like completely legalized, like mushrooms and ecstasy, but for like recreational, not not recreational, no, 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 medicinal, yeah. Because, like, the thing is, mushrooms are really good for like cancer patients, yeah, yeah, that's ecstasy, ecstasy. Like, they would literally like take army people from like the American army, gave them like ecstasy, but very like 
well, they would do therapy for like three years, have no breakthrough, mm. right? They do something like five sessions. I'm totally over saying this. It's actually mm. probably less, but rather, you know, mm. rather underplay than overplay it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so these guys would have like a few sessions. They would have breakthroughs on it. And I mean, these guys from PTSD being like triggered by any sound will be completely cured. And it's like, how the fuck is that not medicinal? Yeah. Even though if you pull up to a rave and you take a fucking pill, you're partying, man. <laughs> you know, it's a recreational also, but they don't, they, they don't make it legal for that. But um, anyway, so back to America, like, Weed is pr- like weed. Yeah, is. it depends. On, and like, like psychedelics, also like that's also like getting more out there. That's something I really like about America. It's because it's a big, big. It's big, way bigger than Europe even, and it's divided by states, and every state has different laws. And the reason I like it is because nobody, realistically, I personally believe nobody in America should be able to complain about the law because there's always a say. You want to have guns, but you don't like smoking weed. You go to Texas. You could carry guns. You could buy guns. Weed's illegal. But if you want to carry a gun and smoke weed, you can go to a state where both of those things are legal. And if you're against both of those, there's states where none of those are legal. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And you could just... Because, I mean, Cali is... they known for the weed. Oh, yeah. Cali weed. Fucking shit. Yeah, it's up there with Amsterdam type oh, of yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been to Amsterdam? I have been to Amsterdam, actually. Fucking beautiful place. I really like it there. It's because you could... You could... It's, it's like... It's like, you can tell the people there, they're just friendly, and none of them have, it's such a safe place. After living in America for so long, and being around American culture and people, and sure, they smoke weed and shit there, but it's like, there's always going to be bad people amongst the crowd, and I, when I was in Amsterdam, I was there for a couple weeks, I think, I don't even remember, but crime there, minimum. Ah, that's Crime nice. there, minimum. People, so nice there, and just a whole atmosphere and vibe. Yeah, but, but I actually heard, like, like Amsterdam itself, like they can't, you can't smoke weed publicly anymore. No way. I mean, like, what the fuck? That's what Amsterdam is known for, man. That's like all day tourism go there for the red light district. Or oh, they even put like, I think, a bit of restrictions on the red light district also. Yeah, I like, heard they can't move out of the district no more. I, I heard that was the law they put. If you, if you, if you promote what goes on in the red light district, district, you. Cannot promote that outside of the district, but the district's pretty fucking big, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I was there like, I was there not that long ago, and it was, I mean, you just see fucking women knocking on the door or off the glass, like, pay me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, holy shit. It's fucking weed, man. God, yeah, man. Now we, we literally, we fucking sipping some, I don't know, I got this fucking bottle. Of Austrian liquor, it's like it's like Wish.com Jagermeister. <laughs> crazy. Me personally, I'm a heavy drinker. I love drinking. Personal favorite: Polinka and vodka. I fucking love that shit. Jaeger, I hate Jaeger with a passion. I I used to like it back in the day, but I realized, and my friends around me helped me realize, every time I drank Jaeger, doesn't matter if it's one shot, two shot, or a whole fucking bottle. I lost control. I was fighting. I was aggressive, man. I get aggressive as fuck, and I just start tearing shit up. <laughs> like I'm just reckless off the. And I have to stop drinking Jaeger, man. That I swear that like certain liquors does that to people. 
I mean like Tequila, for example, that fucking, that's a party starting. I you know what I love mean? tequila. They <laughs> just go crazy for the tequila too, eh? That's also true. Guess some, guess some Don Julio in them. They'll <laughs> <laughs> have a party, man. <laughs> nah, like I tell you, fucking, and uh, for example, I don't really have an alcohol that hits me like that, but fucking. What yeah. do you think about Polinka? Bro, Pazinka sends you into a different universe. You take two shots of that out in a night, you know you are having a It is like 50-60% though. Bro, Hazi Palinka, Bosnia, Kurvanyad. That shit. Bro, okay. Hazi Palinka is like housemate Palinka from the fucking villages out in like more rural... One time I went to the village. And I had some friends there, my friends had relatives, and we were in the car, we just came from a nice dinner, and we were going through the city, and they're like, let's go, let's go get some palika, let's drink some tonight. I'm like, okay, I was down for it, I love drinking. And we were just driving through the middle of some village, and I just, I could uh, we were driving away from the city, there was like, no more supermarkets, nothing was open, nothing, and I'm like, what's going on? I just didn't understand, I thought maybe, oh, they weren't getting it, whatever, the store was closed. And then we stopped it from this house. Literally village house, man. Big metal gate in the front door, connected just all down the street, many houses. And they just ring the doorbell and they start talking. I'm like, the fuck is going on? Some fucking 80-year-old lady, hunchback and everything, hunchback and everything, coming out like this, two two-liter bottles are just like clear water. It was like no label big jugs. And I'm like, no fucking way. They paid her like... Four or five dollars, dirt cheap, man. That shit was dirt cheap. What? We get home, they pour it out. I start smelling, teasing it. I don't remember. That's all I remember. Next day, I wake up, and the thing I really like about Polinka, if you know how to make it and you make it nice, Polinka is so strong because it doesn't have sugar and it's not diluted, and you can drink as much as you fucking want. If you have not consumed sugar within that week and not even like a coal or a chaser, you will not be hungover. Holy yeah, shit. Because they use like peaches yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it's literally like natural fruits. That they literally. don't add sugar. They just natural fruit, fruit, water. That's it. Fruit and water. And then they distill it and shit. We yeah. have like a drink in South Africa. It's called Mampur. Same shit. But no, it's not Palinka. I like, I developed this thing with Palinka. I fucking smell it. And then... I would just immediately have like a gag reflex because it's just like, no, man. <laughs> this fucking shit is going to sing. I can drink it. I just don't need to smell it. I can't smell it, man. Because like all that fucking ethanol just goes like alcohol into your nose and you're like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Literally fuck. Another really fucked alcohol. I only, I only, I never heard about it in America. Never ever once. But when I came to Europe, they had this thing in the bar. Tatra Bars, yeah, 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 fuck Tatra Tatra Tail is good, I like it, but it goes up. They have different percentages, and the highest one I think is 82. And that is only sold to be mixed in cocktails. But if you drink that straight up as a shot, holy fuck, like your whole body's on fire, and it's like you're a fire demon walking through the city. <laughs> and especially if you drink nothing else, like you have no beers, no shots, nothing, only one or two sips of tatka, you'd see a body of fire, fire demon tearing up this thing. <laughs> you like, let's fuck some shit up, man. Fuck shit up. Like, 
<laughs> crazy shit. I remember one time we were, I don't even remember what country we were in, but we were in Europe, and I was with my good friend, really good friend of mine, really chill guy, and he had like four or five shots of Pac-Man. He was running down, he took his shirt off, he was running down the street screaming. Like literally screaming, running up and down, and he was just yelling. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking mad smoking crack, cracking, running down the street. Now I can I can imagine that's what eighty two percent does to you. You know straw eighty. Never so it's straw rum. It's like this dark rum, eighty percent. Bro, this shit also. I don't. You don't feel that burning sensation, but. You fucking, you're out of breath for a good few seconds. I actually fucking, on also a different note, I was like last week in Prague, mm-hmm. and uh, Absinthe Ooh. is there, bro. Prague, baby. <laughs> Prague the boys. But, it's whoa, 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 what do you say about Prague, I missed it. So, uh, they have, you know, Absinthe? Yes. Oh my fucking god. Apparently, if you take enough Absinthe, you start hallucinating. Yeah, you start seeing you start seeing green and shit. No, it's fucked. No, it's fucked. It's fucked. And guys, we have no medical fucking facts about this to back this up, but I've heard it somewhere. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. I've, 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 I was in I was in I was in America and we went to the liquor store and my friend he transferred me twenty five dollars. Not a lot of money. But our main goal was, I had $10, my friend had to, so we had like a nice $50 combined, something like that. And our main goal was, only $50, there's three of us, we have no alcohol, nothing at the house, and we want to get drunk. So we went and we looked out the most fucked shit in the store. And, okay, they had really good shit locked up in the cupboard for $50, like really strong. But there was this one, it was like, you got, I think, 0.75 liter for 30 bucks, and it was like 72%. Jamaican rum or something like that <laughs> and I go up and, and like we're fucking all happy we found this shit and before we buy it the cashier like I don't know if it was like mandatory but she gave us a little warning speech about it she's like I want you to know this is strong absent or some shit like that and don't fucking drink this unless you're mixing it into fucking drinks and she was like she was concerned for us <laughs> she was literally concerned tell me do you not want to do it even more now that she says don't do that? I'm like, yeah. warnings are the opposite. <laughs> warnings Bad. are the fucking opposite. The only warning that I feel a little bit that, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, on cigarette. Like, you see these dead up guys. Look at this. <laughs> I'm holding a cigarette. One. This guy's fucking dead up right now from smoking cigarettes. And guys, do you know that fucking advertisements and shit on fucking cigarettes? Sure, do you know this? Fucking guy coughing blood, dying in the hospital without an arm, and like. (laughs) (laughs) But like, see, the thing is, it has like the exact opposite effect, because the thing is, what happens is, you see this shit about how this guy is fucking dying, and then you stress more because you're like, oh fuck, maybe I'm gonna look like that shit. And then, due to the fact that nicotine helps with stress, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm stressing. Like, you smoke, bro. And it's the exact fucking opposite shit that it's supposed to be. So, like, if a fucking cashier is like, nah, man, this is... <laughs> this shit is not fucking cool. You will fucking get 
Back, back to the story. Me and my friend, <laughs> me and my friend, we took this. When we we took what the lady said to heart because she was actually concerned. Like I knew right off the bat, I don't give a fuck what she was saying. I'm still gonna drink it <laughs> straight up too. But we took it to heart, so we did. We went and we didn't tell our friend about this. We just I literally ripped off the label and shit. Too. We go to my friends and we're like, he's like, what is this? Is he only likes drinking like I don't even know what the fuck he doesn't drink anything but like I think whiskey or something. Okay. So we give it to me like what the fuck is this? This is a whiskey I paid you. I'm like don't stress. So we fed him a couple shots and he was dying, man. Like he's like, he's like he's like what the fuck is this? Then he took a little sip of some cola and he calmed down. He's like this is good shit. And I took a couple shots and by the end of the fucking night. We were in the middle of a parking lot, busy intersection parking lot, in front of like a fucking Walgreens. His cock was out and he was just pissing <laughs> in the middle of the parking lot. People walking by and she's like, how fucked do you have to be to do shit like that, man? And I remember uh... we were walking back to his house. He's like, wait. He lays down and he just would not fucking get up. He was <laughs> like, fuck He was this. awake. He wasn't asleep. He just would not fucking get up. He's like, I need a minute. But it's not like Dr. Tay where you fucking feel on fire, though. Dr. Tay, fuck, man. I recommend that. Honestly, I'm gonna be real absent. I don't recommend that shit fucks you up. What about, okay, okay, let's, let's put it up like. Two, we have three two, options. Two. We have three options. Okay. So we have a fucking Palinka, a Tatra Tea, and absent. It, what do you take? What do you me, It depends on the occasion of the night. Fuck, Mary kill. In <laughs> between those fuck, three. Fuck, Mary kill. I'm fucking marrying Polinka, man. Polinka, I, I personally, but you can't go wrong with that shit. You can't go wrong. Like, Polinka, sure, you can get as fucked up as Absent, and you can feel as cracked as, as Tatatayo, but you'll always just, you just, Polinka, if you drink that shit regularly, and you know how to drink it, and you're drinking good Polinka, you know it's the fucking shit, man. Okay. And then I think I'm a fuck Tatra because that would be some crazy sex. <laughs> That's man. a good migraine. Yeah. I'm just... Absent, fuck that shit. Man. Like, it's good shit. Don't recommend it. Good shit, though. But fuck that shit. Oh, bro. Some good sense on the Tantra Tay. I like that. <laughs> Question. What do you like better? Drunk sex or high sex? High on weed, specifically. See, okay. So, drunk sex I've done. Drunk sex I've definitely done. Uh, most of the time, that's what uh, fucking happens if you are drunk. But oh, bro, yeah. I once had a bitch over. I tell her, yo, we respect women, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we respect women a lot. But okay, continue. So I got this bitch over, and uh, I was like, yo, what's up, girl? Fucking, let's head to the weed shop and get us some fucking cookies. We munch on that shit and see where the night fucking takes us. And I was like, fuck yeah, we go. Fucking pop it, start feeling, just chilling, start feeling, oh fuck, good ass sex bro, it was not fucking bad, but I mean, see, but drunk sex is like risky though, because sometimes you wake up and you're like, whoa, oh, I've had those man, when you wake up and you just, it just, well I'm just gonna put it one word respectfully, regret. (laughs) Fucking regret. What the fuck did I do last night man? You like, you like start your night off only looking for things. You get a drink in, okay, nines. I'll, I'll accept nines. It impairs you. Like, it impairs you. <laughs> <laughs> it 
did like two bazooka shots in this bitch. Like, damn, anything fucking below a six is pretty nice now. <laughs> and another, another really dangerous thing about going out and drinking in clubs like that, you go out, you drink, and the bar is filled. Let's say 100 women in there, and all of them, and this is a good ratio, 10s, 8s, 9s, couple 7s, couple under 6s, whatever. But as the night progresses, the 10s and the 8s go home, and they leave the bar, and okay, that's okay. But the problem with that is, once there's no 10s in the bar, 7s start looking like 10s. Whoa, that's fast. 7s start looking like 10s. And once it's really late and you're really drunk, it's like, you're impaired, you don't fucking know what's what, and you don't <laughs> give a fuck. And fuck drinking, man. <laughs> Honestly, I love getting drunk, we'll continue to do it until the day I die probably, but I fucking hate that shit, man. Because the men love just drinking though. So like, you just get fucked up, the night gets longer and longer, and before you see, you sit in the bar, it's like 1am, and... I promise you, all the hot bitches probably left because they got picked up by one or another guy. Oh, yeah. And then you missed your shot. So who's left? Leftovers, bro. And you're tapping that shit tonight. <laughs> That's what happens, though. You're eating the Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> bro, we're not complaining, but the next morning, I'm like, fuck. I ate way too much. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> no, I know. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I regret this shit. We didn't clip that shit. That last two, three minutes, we didn't clip that shit. That was fucking, we're putting that on fucking YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Zan don't have the camera, so it, it's just fucking audio, but we'll clip that shit. We'll make it work. We'll, we'll get it there. <laughs> but yeah, man. Fucking alcohol. I actually talked of, um, I was actually thinking, man. I want to get on some fucking sobriety, man. Just for like a month. Because, like, I've been on this drinking binge. Not, yeah. not necessarily, like, not even wake up every day and just drink. It's just the city is just so fucking busy that 90% of the time I just end up going out and having a fucking smash of a time. And you just drink. You're not, you're not even trying to go out and drink. You're not even trying to go out and smoke. But the occasion arises. Like, you're out in the city. Okay, let's have a drink. Because, like, what's a better time than going to have a drink? And I don't struggle with marijuana. I'm not addicted. I don't even think... Like, yes, you could be addicted and there's negative sides of marijuana, but if you know how to use it, it's not a problem. But I've, thought, I've had the same thought. Let's get on the sobriety wave. But the problem with that is I found it's like... My friend calls me out to go watch a movie. You're fucking smoking a joint before that movie. Like, it's just... And another thing I really praise, quality of life. <laughs> quality of fucking life. And it's not okay to be high and drunk all the time because you've got to be sober. Balance is key. But the key to quality life is having fun and doing things you love. And if you love smoking a joint for a movie, go fucking smoke that joint and watch that fucking movie, man. Don't do that. <laughs> you know? But see, like, that's the thing. See, I'm, I, I fucking, I'm a big, uh, I smoke a lot of weed. But, like, the one complaint I can give on weed is the fact that no matter how bad the day is, what happens is you smoke that shit, the day is going to be good. You, that's also very dangerous, though, because you could have a shitty day. And Andrew Tate, honestly, I don't know how you guys feel about Andrew Tate. I love that guy. Like, All men love that guy. I, I love that guy. I, okay, I don't agree with maybe he disrespects women. I wouldn't do shit like that. I love women. I respect women. But 
What he says is straight fucking facts. One time he said this thing. I don't know if I'm going to quote it exactly, but I'm going to try. He said, maybe Tristan said this to me. He said, give us the essence. The essence was that you, you have a 9 to 5 job at McDonald's. And you come home and you eat pizza and you play video games. That's a fucking shit life. Like, nobody wants to live that life. You work at McDonald's, you come home, you eat pizza. Maybe you have a girlfriend, you play video games. And that's a shit fucking life. Anybody living that life would strive for better, do something to change it, evolve, and do something. But if you live in that equation, you add in weed, you see no problem with it. You see no you problem. You get happiness with, with the fucking shit. You, you find mean. happiness out of it, and you come home, it's like, oh, I'm going ha- to be happy, I'm going to go home, I'm going to smoke weed, play video games. But that's not the way you should be living. You should be fucking smoking weed and playing video games in a fucking vacation home in Hawaii. But, see, that you need to do hard work for. You can't say so. You can't have a life like that if you say so for fucking eating pizza. Exactly. And playing video games. Exactly. Fuck, you need to grind your ass off to get there. And then you can fucking that's, that's smoke why, weed and play fucking video games. That's why one of my core beliefs is balance. Like, work hard, play hard, baby. Fuck you know? yeah. It's like, I've had amazing times. I went out to Europe. I went out different places in America, this and that, and I've had amazing times. But those amazing times wouldn't have come without the grind. And the grind, I think, is very important and under under appreciated many times. So, yeah, yeah. It is underappreciated. I, I also think that it's fucking hard work. But So my thing is, like, I really want to climb on the sobriety because, like, for takes, man, I'm so unproductive when I drink. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> Bro, I go fucking hard in that day. I, I will have multiple weekends. I don't like drinking during the week. That's not something I do. But Friday, Saturday, oh fuck. You said if I'm fucking shooting pot. <laughs> then that also happens in, on a Thursday. Yeah, fuck. So it's a small Saturday. It's okay. But let's go. I want to get a little deep into it. What? What? What do you see? What do you want? What are some of your goals? Like, what do you see? For example, one of my goals is have a nice family, a ranch, a farm, animals, and just a nice, happy, well What's What's your goal? What are you working toward? What do you want in your future? Bro, what I want in my future is like... Fuck, man. I The thing is, the future is too unpredictable. You can't, you can't decide that. But it's what I believe is like what you do in the present can dictate what your future will be like. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you fucking... Uh, see, this semester was a fuck-up. This is not a good semester for me. I was not a good student, but fuck, bro. You're passing, though? Yeah, always. I'm always passing. That's not a, that's not a problem. But, like, last semester, I was killing that shit. I think I was fucking... Not top of my class. Fuck no, I'm not that smart. Fuck sakes. Um, yeah. like, but I was fucking up there, man. I was getting... So, fives are like the highest you can get, and I was getting majority everything fours, which is not that bad for it's like, good. bro, I was chilling for vet school, shit like that. But like, I must say, like, a lot of fucking the future thing, like, I don't know, man, fucking the plan is get money in Europe, mm-hmm. bunch of money, because where can you get money? Oh, where do you see yourself going after? Back to South Africa, baby. If you take euros or dollars back to South Africa, man, have you been king? I'm oh yeah, that's king. what the takes did. They took their their from the United Kingdom. They took their euros. They to went Romania. to Romania. Romania. I've been to Romania. Wonderful place, kind of. It's really nice. Except for the gypsies, I mean, 
The ads to Chilean man. I don't know. I don't know much about that. I don't know much about that. But it, it is very cheap. It's stupid cheap thing. I've been there at one euro. Let me check real quick. A one euro. Euro. Take a guess. Like, take yeah. Take a guess. Four, five, six. I think. But I went and everything there is the same price. So a loaf of bread in the United Kingdom, to my knowledge, three pounds, something like that, two, three pounds. A loaf of bread in Romania, two, three lei. And one pound is like five, six lei, I guess. <laughs> I think even more, surely more. I think like, because one pound to ram is like, so one That's pound five. is two rams. It's five. No. five. Five Romanian, one euro. That's what it is. Not bad. It's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Like you five times your wealth, literally. Unless Ooh. you're buying supercars, but you five times your wealth. And exactly like that. Like South Africa, like they say a pound converted to rands, that's 20 rand. So let's say you have a house of a million fucking pounds. Yeah. Which I think is accomplishable. That's a decent house, yeah. Average house cost. Yeah, and then sell that shit. You're looking at 20 million. No, yeah, 20 million shall that How much, how much would so, it be to get a house twice as nice as the one you sold? Bro, fucking 10 times that shit. If you are central London and you're looking at a pretty nice apartment, that's a million fucking pounds. Yeah. Because it's expensive as fuck. Yeah. Okay, you take that over to South Africa. I'm talking about you living in a palace, big man. You living in a fucking palace. Not an apartment, a palace. And that's just, just because the conversion rate is just that good. Not that I recommend I would fucking sell a million and just buy a palace. That would be fucked. Because all my wealth another is thing you gone. Gotta another thing you got to take account that I, I really I really never took into account is quality of life of where you are. Because you could have the nicest house somewhere and quality of life could be shit. So nice house, worthless, right? No, but see, that that's the thing. With money, quality of life always goes up. People say money don't buy you happiness. I believe that's a fucking lie. Money could put you in any scenario you are happy in unless you have issues within yourself that can't be solved with money, only therapy. But you could buy therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you just sold fucking happiness, man. (laughs) These fucking rich guys, that's why they're out there. No, I think money brings problems because it has the fucking fact of greed. Always greed. I'm fucking up, man. Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm so fucked up right now. We are... It's a fucking audience. We are the good 45 minutes in. Guys, fucking welcome to the fucking GVO podcast, man. It's the yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. vibes only podcast, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we just fucking... <laughs> we just fucking having a good ass time, man. We fucking talked about a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Not all bullshit, some facts in it. Many facts, Many actually. facts in Only it. facts, baby, we spit. Facts <laughs> 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 only, man. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, man, fucking... Yesterday was International Day. Yeah, I was How that, was that? Man. Fucking... So, International Day, I, I actually talked a bit of, about this with Dean on the previous one. You can check it out. Dean Roberts, fucking great guy. Listen to the fucking episode. Um... So, I'm, I was like boss major, mm-hmm. which is like, you need to like, it's 
a representative of each year in our university that like has like a drinking team and you like you start slamming beers early in the day and then it's a competition type of shit and uh so yesterday i had that so it's first year second year third year fourth year and fifth year so five people that are like the boss majors bro fucking fun as fuck man <laughs> like there's nothing better than fucking drinking during the day and everyone is just fucked up like there was a point like everyone you you were there also right oh, yeah it was nice it was a good time it was it's a fun as fuck and like the thing is the ratio is even better that's the thing though <laughs> <laughs> no, no, personally like, personally what i think is great fucking vibes and I mean, in America, we have this keg parties and fucking shit like that. It's it's just the the long story short. It's a whole bunch of people the same age fucked up, and the reason it's such a good vibe. It's not because you're fucked up and you're talking to people and you're meeting people, but it's because of what happens there. If you put enough people and enough alcohol in one confined space, trap type, house party, the type of shit you're gonna fucking see. It's just you're gonna have a good fucking time. <laughs> Bro, this literally reminds me of our house parties. Like, we just get a fuck ton of people in there. Everyone is licking up. And it just, some stupid shit fucking happens, man. <laughs> There's always some, the next morning when you need to clean up, right? Like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> what? Why the fuck is this here? Why the fuck? Bro, you don't even want to know. And it's just... That's what fucking crazy, crazy house party story. Um, I, we go to this. So this girl was hosting it. And this girl, her family just moved out of the house. And they sold the house to a new buyer. And they sold the house. And I was like one of the first people in the house because I knew the person that was hosting it. We went in the house. It was just ready to be sold. It had like, it was empty. It had couches, beds, and that's it. No plates, nothing. The walls were freshly painted. Everything nice. <laughs> nice. And... Fucking, she threw a house party in there after she sold it. Because she still had the keys. She threw a house party in that sold house. We went in there. And I remember, I was one of the first people first people to get there. And I was one of the last people to leave. When I fucking left, man, the whole house <laughs> spray painted. <laughs> holes in the wall. Couches upside down. Life fixtures <laughs> broken. It was like an ashtray. Like, <laughs> fucking ashtray. Doors were in the fucking sink. Doors were ripped off the hinges. They <laughs> tore that fucking place up. It was fucked. It was fucked. The new owner is like, what the... I didn't buy this fucking place, man. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know if they fixed it. Like, thousands, <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of damage. Like, you would not believe what fucking happened there, man. And this other house party, I remember, it was at an Airbnb. And what happened? It was a nice house, a two-story house, and the pool had a backyard, but the backyard was like it had a cover on it because it was still like spring. And what happened? So many people came to the house party. You couldn't get in the house, so people were on the front lawn drinking and yelling and running off up and down. The neighbors called the police. Police pulled up, 
And somebody fired shots in the house, like shots went off. <laughs> Everybody started running out of every door, every window. I ran out of the fucking back door. I was running across the fucking pool cover. I was like, Jesus, running out of water. I ran, my shoes were soaked. I hopped the fucking fence. I just ran till I fucking saw nobody. And <laughs> just fucking get in the dock. Literally. Was this in America, right? Yeah, yeah, America. yeah. Fuck crazy me, shit. man. But but I've heard also stories about this, like these fucking Americans that just <laughs> fucked it up, man. Crazy. Crazy. No, Americans go hard. It's because of the culture there. It's because of the culture there. And the I've noticed this. I know a couple languages, and I've been to many countries with different languages. And every time you're somewhere where people speak a different language, it's a different vibe. Ooh, do you notice this? You speak mm-hmm. two languages. Well, I speak Afrikaans, English, and then. But of Hungarian, but I mean, not too many languages. And, and do you recognize how the atmosphere in South Africa and somewhere where they speak English is different? They act different and they do different shit. You, do you recognize this? See, but I don't think that is like language based, though. I don't think it's language based. I think that the way you are grown up and like the environment, culture, you're in, culture. yeah, it's like that cultural shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, maybe if you compare, like, look at I, like Irish people. The majority of Irish people, they just slam beers, man. Crazy fucking guys, It's man. in their fucking culture Crazy to be crackheads, man. Not real crackheads, <laughs> but they just... Alcoholics, <laughs> more like. <laughs> exactly. They just do crazy shit. And then, I mean, you have your Germans who also do crazy shit, but... On a different level, or not a different level, but a different type of way than Irish people. South Africans also love fucking drinking. Much different than fucking UK people. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all different, like, languages, yeah, but I think it's just from where you're from, if you know what I mean. You know what I really like about the UK? The drum and bass scene. Any bar you go into, there's somebody spinning drum and bass there, and there's like 10, 20 people just going fucking crazy, man. Just imagine walking down the street, coming home from a party, and you go to a bar and it's just drum and bass spinning <laughs> in there. Bro, but drum and bass is like too fucking, too fucking aggressive for me. Though. It's like, <laughs> yeah. a, it's like have a, you heard? Oh, they play that Defcon hard style. That shit is. I know, I know oh. hard style. I, I have a friend, I have a really good friend that loves hard style, man. I don't get. And that she shit. plays that shit in the car. I'm like, fuck's sake, man. Like, I'll listen to it, but like, this is after, after a certain point, it's brain damage. <laughs> like, See, I, hope, <laughs> I hope this is say you go to a festival or something, but like, fuck sakes, man, I'm definitely not a. My um, favorite techno, man. Techno. I fuck with techno. I fuck with techno. I don't like techno as much as I used to, but. Maybe it's because you just haven't been hearing good techno. There's going to be a crazy techno event coming soon. Really? You crazy. like your techno, eh? I fucking love... Like, you could go to te- anywhere almost, any techno place, any rave, and hear techno, but rare, te- good techno is rare. Like, rare. Like, to, to go to a good techno event, you either have to wait, because it's rare, or you have to pay a lot of fucking money. Like, last year, I went to this event called Hyperspace. Craziest fucking... Have you, were you there? No, no, no. Craziest fuck. They had the, like... They spent millions on the on the light setup and the visuals there were insane. Like you felt you were in the next another, a couple of good techno thing events, Afterlife and Awakenings. It's I know like, I I've heard of Afterlife. I've, it's, it's a man like floating upside yeah, it's down. So fucking expensive, but 
That's quality fucking techno. That's real techno. Well, I mean, when we were in Prague, we watched uh, Charlotte de Vito. Yeah. Uh, one night. It was pretty nice. It was not bad. But uh, yeah, man. For me, I think techno is like, I would like to take, if I'm paying that much for a tippet. Fuck. I'm literally too fucked up to roll a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we were fucking, we were there. And it's more like, with the energy and shit there, I think I need to be on something more than just like alcohol, if you know what I mean, to like not enjoy myself, but it's like, like really it's a vibe, yeah. yeah. You need to stop feeling the fucking music, man, like shit like that. And I think you don't necessarily alcohol is much more a social drug. Yeah, for me, way. for me, I I love techno and I I don't do drugs like that, like. Sure, I do an occasional LSD at a festival because it's beautiful. Yeah. But I never, I, I never do ecstasy or like cocaine or speed and shit like that. When I go techno, I love getting drunk, but only if you're fucking high on fucking weed too. Because when you're drunk, it's like techno's mid. But once you're drunk as fuck and you and smoke high, a couple high. blunts, it's just next level. You can feel the music. Yeah. See, we also we went there and we smoked a few blunts and shit like that. Probably like one, only one, which is not the most, but I mean, so the weed, the, the THC definitely helps a bit with the whole, uh, you know, fucking situation. THC love me, man. But uh, like with technos and shit, like what technos have you been to here in Budapest? I mean, like you sound like pretty big into the scene. Like I was at hyperspace. But I mean, and like more. I, whenever, I, whenever I'm here in Budapest, a really good, a really good one is um, Aether's pretty fire. Yeah, Aether's nice, yeah. fire. It's nice music. But you gotta, you gotta find like these events that pop up. It's like never, never will you find like really, really good techno events that are like once a week or once a month. It's like you gotta wait months for that. Like oh, you gotta sure. wait for someone to, like to come into the country and host it at a venue. Like the Bora de Luca came. Yeah, not yeah. the best techno, but. It was it was vibes still like that was a that was a quality techno event. And like have you ever been to like this forest fucking raves? How's that? I've heard that shit is like in Budapest. I've been I've been not not only not only when I'm in when I'm in the city here, but outside when you and I I'm about to get really spiritual. This is like the LSD inside of me still so talking <laughs> from like years ago. But I feel this thing, it's like you are you are a human being and you emit emit like this vibes. And when you're inside a confined space, like we're in a room right now, our vibes only go to the wall. Like our vibes can't go through physical objects. And it bounces back. And it not bounces back, and it just goes. And that's that's your limitation, the room you're in, or like the car you're in. But when you're outside, there's no fucking limitation because above you oh. is the sky, universe, and it's just like you feel like when you're inside listening to techno, you feel like a little ball. And when you're outside listening to techno, it feels like the universe, like, <laughs> just fucking massive scale shit. And then you just, like, feel a lot more of what's going on and shit like that. And, and just... Yeah, this, the, the, it's the stars, you see the stars, the moon, and when the morning comes, the sun comes up, and, like, you could feel everybody. That sounds nice everybody, fuck, everybody feeling through all that energy with you at the same time. And also, many times on the DJ, it reflects this, wherever I am in the country. When, when the DJ feels the crowd, unless they're playing a played set, which I think should be fucking illegal. Really? Yeah. If you if, but, you, have a, if you go to a club and you're a DJ and you're pretending to move the shit there and you have a Spotify going, get the fuck out of here. You gotta feel the crowd and drop with the crowd. You know what I mean? 
That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Bro, but like, fucking do you think? Okay, so the playlist shit, I agree with that. But like, a good fucking DJ, like, I mean, that shit, how the fuck is a, a DJ like good? Like, you think DJing is hard? So actually, know, I've, like, never, I've never tried DJing, but from what I know, a couple of DJs, and from what they told me, and like the way I see them when they perform a set or something like that, it's like they feel like when you know how sometimes you're listening to a drop on any song, it's like okay, this drop's taking a long time. With a good DJ, you never think that like the drop's always on time, and like the bass kicks at the perfect time, and the hi hats always come in nice. And it's like, bro, that feels the crowd. That's sick, though. That actually makes yeah, sense. Yeah, if you're, if you're aware of shit like this, and next time you're at anywhere someone DJing, you could tell if they're a good or bad DJ. Like, you could feel it through their music. Fuck. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't... I'm not too big in the techno scene. I would like to be more into it. But fuck, man. I don't know. So It takes a toll on my body, man. Not yeah. at all, but it's the next morning, you're like... Oh, you know what really takes a toll on my body? Festivals. Anytime... I come home from a festival, I feel like I've aged. And it's just like, I need to just re- reset my reset my shit, like come back to reality. Because it's like, I don't know if you've ever been to a festival, listeners, but it's like, it's different fucking atmosphere. Like, it's something you've never felt before. It's just people and music, just for days on end. And it just doesn't happen. We've been seeing it for like four or five days. Bro, I was fucked at the end of the festival. It was body destroyed... You, I mean, you you go to the festival, you get back home, you are dirty as fuck. Then, then at least you shower and stuff. But I mean, people that actually live like there, a, bro. Yeah. Surely after like the third day, you are. There's this fucking sticky man, sticky because you dance and you fuck out. Cigar. I love Cigar. Good place, but so dusty. The dust there was insane. Like. I was spitting up dust for the next three days. But, yeah, but that, that, you know, bro, I would wake up with coughing attacks every morning because there was so much dust getting kicked up by the people that it would, like, go into your lungs. Crazy fucking And shit. you were fucked for, probably for a month after the four-day cigarette. Bro, yeah. you don't even want to fucking know. Fuck but, shit. I mean... <laughs> Bro, amazing story time, bro. We were fucking on. <laughs> we were at Seagate. It was the last day there. And I was like, okay, we go wild on this day. It's the fucking last day we're doing this. Let's go fucking hard. Take a little bit of E, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that. And then, uh, bro, we're just chilling. We, we Well, we we took E and Lurico. That's how it started off. I don't know if you know Lurico. It's apparently like a. I don't know, it's used medically this prescribed for like people, I don't know. What, the powder pill? It's like a pill, yeah, it's a pill. But it, it just gives you a bit of a high. And anyway, what is Lorica? What does it say is Lorica? Read that, I can't fucking that. <laughs> so it's a pre-gabalin uh, sold under the brand name Lorica. It is a Andrew Convulsant analgesic. Yeah, bro, I'm too fucked up to read. This is some real. It treats epilepsy. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've taken Neuropathic this. pain. Let me see this. Fibromyalgia. Uh, image of this. Yeah, I've taken this. This shit's fucked. This shit's fucked. So fucked. 
No, this shit's fuck. Why? I remember one time I was drinking, heavy night of drinking. We go back to this girl's house and she's just taking this shit by like two, three at a time, bro. And I'm like, what is this? She's like, take one. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Like, yeah, you drunk. It. I don't even fuck. Good. And literally, like, same effects as cocaine. Same effects as fucking cocaine. Like, I took that shit and literally same effects as cocaine. I Only, not, not the same effects as cocaine. Same effects as cocaine specifically if you're drunk. If you do cocaine drunk. But like, I just instantly sobered up, but I was still drunk. And I just had so much fucking, like, I was flexing my muscles and shit. <laughs> now, I, I don't like it. I personally don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so you took that, and I mean, you fucking, and then we meet these people, man. Random ass fucking people. So there's a friend of a friend. So we went as a group. One of the guys knew a friend that went with another group. And we just joined the group. But a big ass group. And these guys were just fucking, they like medical students or something in like the UK. But they take a fuck ton of drugs. Like, I, the one guy, he, he took 2CB, bro. I think it's ecstasy mixed or something. And his fucking jaw would shake, bro. His fucking jaw would start, like, sh- literally trembling, man. And uh, literally went out with them. Fun as night. Fucking good shit, man. It was fucking good shit. But won't recommend it because the next day you feel like you... I didn't feel like myself. You, fa- you feel like you got fucking hit by a truck. And then, while laying on the ground, fucking, I don't know. And this is, I, I personally, I don't do anything except maybe LSD on occasion, maybe a little bit of mushrooms and weed. I don't do cocaine. Try it a couple times, one, two times. Hate that shit. Ecstasy, I never really tried ecstasy like that. A little bit I did it, but I don't like that shit either. And I, I feel like the problem with drugs is because it's not pure. Like, if you go to, like, a chemist school where they study chemistry and shit, and the guy mixes you pure fucking drugs, it will make you feel like, like, you know what I mean? It just won't fuck you up. It's just a drug and that's it. But people just fuck it. They fucked it. They fucked it. Do you think drugs should be legalized? No, honestly, no. I don't think drugs should be legalized. Maybe marijuana, yes, because marijuana has a lot of benefits, but marijuana is also really fucking dangerous. I, I'm, I've smoked a couple, five years maybe now. A couple of those years were nonstop. But weed... It's if you have any mental problems, anything, or even spiritual problems, weed is bad for you. And if you don't, weed is good as long as you don't abuse it and don't let it fuck with your normal life. But the one, two problems I've had with weed is once I smoked weed every day for a couple months straight, like strong, real good shit, and you stop, you have trouble eating and sleeping for a couple days. You just you can't go to sleep. I've heard that. Yeah, I've and heard that. And you just like, no matter how hungry you are, you just won't eat for some fucking reason. But it's not that bad because it only lasts two, three days and then you're back to your normal self. But it is hard. It is tough. Yeah, man. Like, even we, like, for us in this apartment, we have, like, a really bad habit of if there's weed in the house, we smoke that shit. <laughs> like, no matter what. Bro, you can have. <laughs> I can have so much shit I need to do. And then guess what? Fucking roll up a fat. <laughs> let's, let's fucking break and bake this week. <laughs> I, I was fucking taste next week. Should I study? Probably. Fuck no. It's fucking Saturday. Let's fucking start up a nice fucking wake and bake. Tell me there's nothing better than just a wake and bake, man. <laughs> 
Like it's always a big day. I always, always used to wake and bake because I used to be high from the moment I got got up to go to sleep. And wake and bake was never it. It never really like held a place in my heart like wake and bake like the way it does for most of you guys. But when I was in Amsterdam and I woke up from fucking my whatever and I went outside, I literally mixed a little tea for myself. I went outside. And that was the first time I actually felt a spiritual connection with the wake and bake. <laughs> Yo, you standing up. Fucking wake and bake. Bah. And another one I really love, and I've, anybody I told this really felt me. When you, you roll a joint at night, and you smoke a like, fat joint, and then you just ash half, like you, you're like, okay, I'm high enough, you just put down the joint half done. You go up, you wake up the next morning, and you finish it. Oh my fucking god, that's even better than Awake and Bake. <laughs> it is Awake and Bake, but it's just next level Awake and Because it's the... I it's know like, it. it connects the fucking two fucking... <laughs> you finally finished the joint, man. The trip yeah. starts from where it ended last night. It's like a little surprise gift for you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, baby. I woke up next to a 10, not a fucking 5. It's a good day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh man. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Oh, man. But I, I really fuck with waking day to be honest. I I feel like it's a... Yeah man, we fucking put into the revolution, revolution. Yeah, we'll walk in a little bit more and then fucking we'll wrap this shit up. Oh yeah. And uh no man, fucking waking days like even back over in South Africa, that shit we had a time, right? In uh, Stellenbosch, bro, it's like a wine region in South Africa, right? But pretty as fuck, but it's a university town. Mm. So, like, uni town is fuck, level. bro. I've had some nights there. I've had a friend that slept in a tree once because he didn't <laughs> know where the apartment was. <laughs> like, that type of shit, because you just so fucked up in a fucking tree. <laughs> Not even a park bench, not even under a bush or in some nice fucking McDonald's bathroom. A goddamn tree. How high up was my base? <laughs> that guy, we literally land in fucking Stanford Bush. Not even land, we fucking drove down there. We didn't know Stanford was for shit. We parked the car at the party place. We start, we go out, we drink. We get fucked. Bro, night goes on. My man doesn't know where the fuck the house even is. He walks around 3 a.m. He's fucked. He's like, yo. Because crime is also bad in South Africa. <laughs> so, like, he's like, fuck no. He ain't getting fucking robbed and stabbed or something. Climbs up into a tree and has, like, a flat leg, right? Falls asleep there. And then he fucking, like... <laughs> Should you like wake up because you're uncomfortable? <laughs> you fall down the tree, man. <laughs> now, now, right now, the next morning we wake up, like the people in the apartment, we're like, wait, where the fuck is Tion? Where the fuck is my friend? And we start like calling people, like hungover type of shit, man. But it wasn't that intense. But we call people, yo, do you know where Tion is? We lost him like midway through the night, we don't know where he is. <laughs> And uh, go out to like see if I have the bags. Motherfucker's in the car sleeping in the car. So he, he, what happened is he didn't know which apartment door to ring. But he saw the car and he had the keys. Climbs in the car, just sleeps in the car. Wake up the next morning. Fucking apparently during the, this is your story to tell. But anyway, but 
crazy shit happened in that town, man. And uh, but it's also known as the weed town. And weed legal in South Africa, yeah. No, but everyone smokes it. Like, and it's good. It's decriminalized. Nah, yeah, it's decriminalized. Yeah, it is decriminalized. But these, so literally, what happened is he would wake up the morning after a long night, sit on a bench. It's outside. All the boys gather up, like, hey, hey, where you can bake? Fuck yeah. You sit outside. You just sit uh, sit on a fucking bench in, like, the guy's fucking backyard, and you just smoke joints for the whole day. And it's a fucking it's nice, man. It's There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. Big fucking vibe. And uh, on that fucking very note, guys, I say we... we do a wake and bake every now and then. Maybe it hits you, maybe it doesn't. Um, we talked about a bunch of shit. Listen to more tech. I don't know. My uh, dear guest, do you have anything more to add? Maybe not go into the fucking trap game. Don't don't sell too many. Yeah, honestly, I've I've never I've never. Uh, yeah, I, I was speaking in the first person earlier, and I've I've seen a lot of shit. This and that. But me personally, I've never I've never everything I said was based on observations and I've never sold no drugs but after seeing shit like that and shit around me like that just I do not recommend that shit like honestly I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be the guy that says don't do drugs go fucking do drugs go have a good time be safe be careful but never ever ever get into that game because like you just it's not worth it man and uh, on that very note I say thank you again for another GVO podcast the good vibes only podcast See you guys uh, next week.